0: Here we go. Tour Talk's back. Blair Wheeler, Alex Riggs. How are you, dude? Great, man. Good to be here again. Yeah, it's awesome. So this week, we're talking about probably the most boring event of the year so far. Definitely the most boring <laughs> event where we started. The 3M Open up in Minnesota? Minnesota? Yes. Up there? Minnesota. Minnesota. All right, so I i didn't watch more than uh 30 minutes of the event the entire week <laughs> that's how boring it was um i know tony was up there at the top again tony female proverbial um bridesmaid never the bride so yes and i saw the dj wd so there's a few things to talk about there's a few storylines there um what
1: would you think of the event like you said it's not going to be one of those highlight events you know it, and it can't be every week, especially the way that they've got the schedule set up right now because of COVID. We're not going to see home runs every single week. We're going to have some off weeks. Well, Now we've got a couple of exciting ones to look forward to the next coming weeks. But I'd say that 3M was it was one of those tournaments where I think we're not surprised to have a guy win it. That's not really a run of the mill name that everybody's heard of. You know, Michael Thompson hasn't won for seven and a half years. Yeah. So a huge, huge like for him to be able to capture that victory and claim his card for the next couple of years and get into some of these big events coming in definitely. it's a big deal for him definitely yeah And i mean you said it was michael thompson right correct michael yes. thompson so very
0: ambiguous name this could be a random dude um <laughs> good for him stoked he won stoked he got his cards stoked he we're gonna see maybe not we'll probably not see more of him but he'll be on tour for the next few years which is awesome um and like you said, like there's just going to be weeks that there's not much there. So this just happens to be one of them. But next week is the WGC, so that's exciting. There's, I think there's like eight of the top ten in the
1: WGC. Um, but what do yeah. you think about know, this past week? You know, it's interesting because we obviously had the conversation last week about Tony and the fact that he's kind of always there but never seems to clinch it. And... I don't know if you saw but I I saw this picture going around where McFinau since I think they said 2016 has had 30 top 10s and the next guy closest to him is Tommy Fleetwood with 16. I mean Tony is constantly in the picture so just to to be that relevant and that consistently close to the top shows that he's got game and you know I, I was looking into it a lot in terms of his feedback round to round it and man, that guy is such a fun guy to follow and to root for he's just he's so full of positivity he's got so many strengths in his game from what I hear most of what he's really trying to focus in on right now is just making more putts which is typically that's often the difference maker at that level with whether you are a top 10 guy or whether you do walk away with the trophy that week yeah
0: I think that like you said he's so fun to watch. I love Tony Finau. I love his game. I love the fact that he's probably one of the only guys that can hang with Dave Chambo in a long drive ch- uh, challenge. Yep. yep. Um, and he does it with like a
1: three-quarter swing. So Yeah. yeah it's it, impressive. Yeah, he, equally equally as impressive I'd say would have been his coach slash caddies calves by day two, day three. I don't know if you saw those. I didn't, were they fucking? <laughs> Yeah, there were some really cool pictures going around where he's wearing these high Nike socks. And yeah. Right. What was showing of his calf was tomato red by the end of the weekend, so <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be investing in aloe going forward. Well, for sure. You know what's crazy is like golf's obsession with calves. It's kind of weird. It started with like Phil, but it's just- Yep. Everybody just obsesses over calves. Yes. I would say I probably share that obsession. I, I think that with any, with it's what I, what I personally find is that it's the most difficult muscle group to build. It's probably also one that we see the least. You know, you're not going to see your own calves in the mirror, so we probably think that we might invest enough time into it, but we probably don't. Um, I think some people are just genetically gifted when it comes to calves, and others like myself, we just have to work for it
0: interesting well,
1: yeah i mean scott and i talked
0: about it because that was one of the things that people wanted me to ask like ask him was like what's up with you like how do you grow your calves yeah totally you're the best calves on tour I'm like, <laughs> like yeah,
1: i'm asking another dude like what, what do you do for his calf workout uh, yeah yeah he's got great calves i'll, I'll give him that dude. stallings has got some seriously strong looking legs freaking Golf cabs, so it's a, it's a, yeah. I I don't get it. You
0: do. <laughs> um, <laughs> so moving on, that, that was the 3M. We wrapped it up in like three minutes, five minutes, something like that. Um, wasn't much to talk about. There, yeah, there wasn't much, man. It was a great event. The course looked amazing. Um, in the little time that I did watch the event, the course looked amazing. Um, but it really, I, Oh, DJ, let's talk DJ real quick. Cause I saw he, Yeah. Played. Um, I saw that DJ had, it. he went like consecutive rounds of like 80, 78, 80. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on getting there. The break 80 challenge is still hanging around even though um, I have daddy duties now. But mm-hmm. DJ pulled out, Ooh, I, and this is teetering on the edge of speculation. Cuz we don't know mm-hmm. why yeah. about this yeah.
1: specifically, I've heard back, Ooh, I mean, what, what are you thinking? I would say, you know, not knowing for sure, um, I would say it was probably a little bit of the back, and also considering the fact that they've got some other big events coming up afterwards. Um, I think that it's, you know, part of becoming a successful tour player, you know, obviously DJ is is one of the best in the world, is schedule management. And, you know, he's he's played a couple of weeks. probably didn't have the performance that he wanted to have at Memorial, you know, might walk into the next event, not feeling great. And they just analyze the situation and go, you know what, let's just take this week off. And it is what it is. Like, why, why sort of battle through it when you know, you've got some events that you'd probably rather win right after that, why cause your body more stress than it needs to be under. So, you know, DJ's obviously, you know, given his abilities, he's obviously going to be a player that we're still going to think of as a potential winner this coming week or the following week at the PGA. So, you know, he, he knows what he's doing in terms of managing his body. I know he's had some questionable injury calls in the past, uh, but but this one I'm sure is is a little bit more schedule management as well. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the, the question. <laughs> Paul, oh, that's that's real speculation. I don't
0: even want to touch that one. Um, so looking looking forward, you did mention that there's some events that he would rather win. I the three M Open up in Minnesota. Uh, like obviously, the WGC in Memphis is next week. St. Jude. What do you do? You know much about that course? Because I do not. I just know that I like watching the WGCs. There's a lot of the big names in them and they're typically more fun for me to watch because I can follow DJ, Brooks,
1: Rory, whoever. Um, Bryson's in it. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think of the event next week? You know what, when it comes to WGCs, I think they could put them at virtually any golf course and we're gonna get lots of fans wanting to know what's going on just because when you put that many of the best in the world in the field, it's just, it's bound to become more exciting. We've got names that we're all going to be attached to, whether it's because we're we're interested in what Bryson's doing with his body, or we're just a huge fan of Rory or whatever the case is. And, you know, as as we all have our favorites, when we have that many of them in the field, it's going to be an exciting week. So we've got eight of the top, we got the top eight actually in the field this week. It's a tournament that, you know, it's, it's essentially for this season, it's the first big one yeah okay you know so it's it's gonna be a fun week um you know rory's been grinding he's posted some of his swings uh, i was chatting with him the other day in terms of what he's been working on and all these guys are gearing up Whoa, for these next weeks. you were chatting with Rory. yes yes we're we're good friends he, he comes to do a lot so we have that connection okay that's okay yeah <laughs> That makes it. We've got to know each other really well over the years. Our, our wives are very good friends, and so yeah, he's nice. a he's a good guy that I can kind of get some insight on what he's doing, and we get a chance to spend a lot of time on the range. So let's dive into that a little more.
0: Like, sure. How's his game? Like, I love Rory. I love the game. I love the fact that he's he's transitioned from being a pudgy Northern Irish kid to like full on mm-hmm. right. His game for a few years was kind of in and out. Uh, and, and I think he's recently just found it again. Mm-hmm. My fan, that's kind of it, I'm looking at it from a non-analytical standpoint. So what do you think? Yeah. You're close with him, you know him, you know his body, you know his swing. So how do you think that he's going to shape up for this week? And then for the majors um, this season, I mean, we have Augusta, we have uh, the US Open Wingfoot, and then PGA or PGA somewhere in there.
1: Masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 so what do you think? Rory is, is somebody, you know, especially if you take guys like him and guys like Tiger who are constantly surrounded by enormous fan base, right? You, you put him in golf tournaments right now where there's nobody there. It's a very very different vibe for those guys. like it, it, it may not have been a like that different of a vibe for Michael Thompson. you know he's probably not used to 10 rows deep of fans following him right? So with with guys like that, I think it's it's a little bit more of an adjustment with how things have been these last few weeks and and Rory's game is so so good. He, having spent time, like I've watched a lot of very, very top end players hit shots up close and just the way that he's able to fight the golf ball and the height that he's able to get on his shots is truly something special. And, you know, I'm, I'm always rooting for him. I'm always sort of confident that he's going to be playing well. And given that he's had the last week or did he have two, he had, he had one week off to really dial things in, maybe even two. Um, no, just once more tomorrow and so he, he's going to be ready he, he knows what he's doing he's in a comfortable spot right now the fact that these events you know we can say mean more i think that's going to work to his favor you know he, whether it's wgc or a major those are still events that like he knows he's playing against the best in the world i think innately regardless of the fact that there's no fans there i think that's going to rev him up a little bit yeah. and you know I, I think that whenever whenever you're of the top in in your field it means more to beat the other tops in the field. Yeah.
0: And I feel like he's the kind of guy that, I mean, there's some guys that thrive off that fan energy. Like Brooks as well, right? Like He performs better when there's 10 rows deep of fans. I feel like Rory can perform when there's not that crowd. He can perform because there's 8 of the top 10 in the world there, right? Mm -hmm. So... Are you, Let's throw out the hot picks. Are you picking Rory this
1: week? I'm picking Rory. I'll, I'll take him the next two weeks. I think he's got one of the next two. I'd take a sleeper on Daniel Berger this week. Uh, he won. He won at this course in 16 and 17. And he didn't get in. I don't think he got in two years ago when it first became a WGC. But just given the fact that he's won there twice before, he's won just a couple weeks ago, the dude's hot, and he'd be a sleeper. A sleeper, but I mean, still a fairly good player. Um, But uh, I'm absolutely thinking that Rory's gonna be one of the next two he's got. Yeah, and the next one after this is the
0: PGA, isn't it? Yep. So the next one after this is the PGA. I'm taking JT this week. Mm, Very good. I was just looking at the field, you know, I was just like, JT looks good. I I mean, like I said, I don't know much about this course. I am not a gambler, so if you're listening to this and you're trying to find who you're picking for gambling, don't listen to me. Like, I'm completely rolling the dice, and I like seeing JT win, and I just think JT might win this week. It's close to his home. I think he's from Kentucky originally, so Tennessee. It's it's Memphis, so it's like the Alabama or the Mississippi side of Tennessee. Um, Yeah. So I'm mean, sure he's played up there a bunch when he was at Alabama. Uh, so, yeah, I think that he'll, he'll have a good showing this week. Hope I'm right. Hope you're right, too. I'd love to see Rory play well. Um, so that'd be cool. And it'd, it'd, it'd be cool for us to pick one of these two guys and have him win, and then we can look back and say, you know what? Alex and Blair
1: kind of know what they're talking about. So, um, you know what, man? I think it's just good that we – have we've picked two players that are actually in the field this week. I think that we're yeah. already off to the races. Yeah. You know, they, I, I don't I didn't really like the odds last week picking two players that weren't even competing. So we got Wait, much I better took, chance this week. I picked Matty Fitzpatrick and you had did you pick? I think I, I took Morikawa. Morikawa. I think they, both not, they both were
0: not. So
1: we did our <laughs> research. We're
0: going to do, do more research moving forward. Um, and uh, and you brought up something to me when we were texting before the show that a lot of the European guys aren't flying back for the PGA, right? Is
1: that what? Is that how I read that? Right? I, would, I wouldn't say a lot. Um, the big one was Westwood had some comments, and I, I, there may have been a couple others. You know, it's it's just tricky for those guys, like especially the guys that might be, let's just say, slightly older. Yeah. They don't want to have any issues. They don't want to be stuck in the States, you know, if something does come up and, and have to worry. Like he was commenting about healthcare issues and this and that. And, you know, it's, it's a lot to consider when it comes to what you would just normally just make that flight and not even think twice about it. Now you got a lot of other options on the go. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting not seeing some of those guys make the trip over.
0: Yeah, that is. But maybe it'll give guys like a... Boy Scott Stalin gets the the take out a major if he can get in. So it'd be interesting, but it will be that that's I hadn't heard that. So when you texted me, I was Mm -hmm. like, that seems crazy. They're gonna miss
1: two majors really because they're not playing the British Open. Yeah. And then what we playing. Yeah, Yeah, and it's it's very, very different. The way that they're sort of structuring things in the European tour right now. Man, it is it is strict on another level. You can have you can have one buddy that you are allowed to have dinners with, you know, meals with. If you want to do anything, you can have one guy essentially away from the golf venue that you you guys are essentially you know connected at the have You guys can hang out, but you cannot associate with anybody else. It is it's so strict, and they're being so careful with this. But I mean, as a result of that, I'm sure that uh, they're going to be fine and, and be able to keep the events rolling. Yeah, well, I mean, the PGA Tour just announced that they're having or
0: they're letting non-essential personnel on site. So they're going to be like pro not pro-ams, but like pro meet and greets, I guess. And they're going to let sponsors bring guests or sponsors bring like important people, I guess, um, to the next few events because they have had two or three weeks of no positive tests. So yeah. That's a great thing for the PGA Tour. I mean, I know the European Tour is being very strict. I'm sure the PGA Tour is as well. Hopefully. It's a professional sporting league, so they have to be. But it's cool to see that like things are moving forward, and we'll, hopefully, we'll see things return back to normal with full fans in the next few months. Like maybe, maybe for the Masters, how great would that be? That the
1: first tournament back
0: with fans is the Masters.
1: It would be incredible, but I <laughs> really don't see it happening. You know, I think that I think they already said that there's gonna be nothing until until twenty twenty one. So which I think they're just trying to stay safe and keep the events rolling. At this point right now, at least we have professional golf. I mean sure. It's, it's sure it's different. Um, but it's different in every level of sport right now. You know, they've they've got other sports going on right now and it's the same situation, just fanless. So it is what it is, but we'll we'll continue to rock with it. For sure, man.
0: I mean it's it's weird. Like golf is really golf, lacrosse, and baseball. And and oh basketball's back too. So you got mm-hmm. most of the major sports back, but they're fanless. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird. Like the, the um the I feel like it's the hardest on the announcers because they're not used to having that dead air. You know, like usually yeah. you have your like color guy, you have your analyst, yeah. and then in between they'll cut to a fan or they'll cut to like something. And now they're like, there's been times when I'm watching an event and there's just nothing going on, and they're showing golf crickets, nothing else happening. It's strange, yeah.
1: but it's, I mean, it's cool. It's but at least we're, we're watching golf. It could be a lot worse, so I'll take it as it is. You know, yeah. I've got um, I've got a player playing on the Challenge Tour first week in September in Ireland, and you know, it's a situation where you can have a coach or a caddy. You know so i'm doing both for them and and it's just it's different you know but it's at least we have golf yeah. we could be in a situation where we're not able to have these events right now so take what we can get Yep, yeah for sure so you're going to be going to ireland to play to caddy and coach yeah yeah so be flying over to ireland end of august there's a challenge Tour event in northern ireland and then the week following in ireland so Get some of that Irish lifestyle in, which is amazing. Nice. Drink some Guinness, too. Yes. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <That'd be awful. laughs> That'd be awful. So, one, I mean, we've, we've run through basically every topic that we talked about, except the big one. Tiger. Didn't play last. Yes. Week. Made the cut the week before last at mm-hmm. um, the Memorial. Mm-hmm. My time and days are so out. I'm so out of it right now with having babies. Um, so the Memorial feels like months ago for me. Anyways. Yeah. Um, he, did, he, he made the cut in the Memorial, like basically on the number, played okay Sunday, but he's not playing next week. And yeah. he's not playing this week in the WGC. Should we expect to see him in San Francisco next week
1: for the PGA? Yes. Yes. I think the Tigers just, he's being being very very smart with his body you know tiger tiger is obviously i don't know he's a favorite of mine he's always going to be a favorite of mine i don't know about you yeah Yeah, mine too yeah but for us to be able to watch tiger for the next i don't know five to ten years he has to be very calculated in terms of the numbers of events that he plays and like not going week to week to week you know he him being able to have off weeks is what's going to help him to be able to shine. We know that tiger's grinding at home and he's working on things and he's he's dialing everything in. I don't know if you saw the video of his indoor putting green that he's just put in, but like he's he's absolutely going to be ready. Yeah. And I think it's it's purely a matter of just wanting to feel good, wanting to feel healthy because when tiger feels good, tiger's up into the mix. He's always in there. Yeah. Um, but none I don't I hate seeing Tiger cringing and in agony and i don't think anybody else wants to see that either so i'd be happy him take take next week off you know rest recoup and and come up and, and contend pga
0: perfect that's what i want to see i mean i would love to see tiger have another tiger slam i mean it, it wouldn't really absolutely because he would have missed the british but he'd uh, he covid win. slam covid slam hey, hey that's a <laughs> That'd be cool if somebody won the COVID Slam. Yes, you heard it here first. The COVID Slam. We're gonna we're gonna start patenting that. So, who, wait, who's your pick for the COVID Slam this year? If, if we're gonna have it, if somebody's gonna win the PGA, the U.S. Open, and the the Masters three in a row, they're not playing the British; they're all on the American soil. Who's winning the COVID Slam?
1: Well, given that we've just talked to the Tiger. You know, I'd, I'd love to take Tiger, but it's just going to be so many events slammed into a short period of time. I don't think it's the wisest of picks. You know what, we're going to go with our man, Rory. He's going to light it up for this final of the year here. That'd be awesome because the
0: Masters would round out his career for Grand Slam. And he would exactly. go with him. So, I mean, I was, I was kind of on the fence between uh, JT and Rory, but I'm going to go with Rory too. And uh, yeah we're going to Rory homers on the five on the golf and stuff tour talk podcast. So, um, Rory, you heard it here first. Alex says, Rory, I say Rory, Rory for the COVID slam.
1: There we go. Let's do
0: it. Let's do it. All right, man. Well, um, I mean, that covers everything. Is there anything else you want to you touch on before we sign off and, and
1: go watch some golf? no I don't think you know what I think we're going to have a lot more to talk about next week with um, obviously both St. Jude and then with PGA coming up so th- this week is kind of more of a simple one just getting through some of the key points from the 3M and then spitballing with what we know about this coming week so yeah we'll have a lot more next week for you guys awesome well next week WGC recap
0: and then previewing the PGA and the start of the COVID slam for Rory McIlroy let's go love it awesome Cool. Well, thanks for listening to the golf and stuff podcast. The tour talk this tour talk edition with Alex Riggs and myself, Blair Wheeler. We'll see you next week. What are you doing? You're still here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the golf and stuff podcast. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you listening. Please give it a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any uh, guests you want to hear from, send me a message on Instagram or other social media platforms. But for real, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you listening and look forward to the next episode.